Welcome to the Twimmel AI Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Charrington. All right, everyone. So I'm here with Rashir Puri, uh, an IBM fellow and chief architect with IBM Watson. Rashir just came off from giving his presentation here at the Future Labs AI Summit. Uh, welcome, Rashir. Thank you. Uh, why don't we start with uh, you giving us a little bit of uh, a little bit of a view into your background? So, I have a background. Pretty much, I started at the at the level of all the way down to circuits and physics. And over time, I've been just traveling that staircase in terms of abstraction levels, <laughs> uh, going going up the abstraction level. And and I'm, you know, traveled from circuits to uh, systems to algorithms and software uh, to cloud to AI for last five years or so. And, and all along, I've, I've worked on algorithms for all kinds of applications, including algorithms for designing chips to algorithms for designing systems to making them smarter to now, you know, at algorithms for Watson and my job is to make Watson less shiny, more real. Nice, nice. So that must give you a unique perspective uh, because in many ways it seems like AI is starting at that top level of abstraction and then working its way down to the chip level. Yeah, so that, 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 that's a very interesting point and, and I think I, I would consider myself lucky to, to be able to gather the experience I, I have gathered over past two and a half decades or so, I would say, um, where I started actually down and traveled up, where, interestingly, the details at the bottom are quite overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And as you move up, you are abstracting things. And, and as you move down, uh, people, many people shy away from those details. So, yes, it does give you a unique perspective into a common uh, systems and and a software and a cloud view into this actually and and by systems I just don't mean a, you know a board or a or a chip I really mean system in its entirety, which is a you know living breathing cloud. So that's great. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the presentation you just gave for those who weren't able to attend? What did you talk about? So I I gave a talk on um, engineering the future of AI and. I, I basically took took the folks through a, a journey, which is, you know, what is the what is the art of possible, and and if you really do it right, where are we today, and and I differentiated, you know, the coolness of AI to what problems we really need to solve, where you know the enterprises are struggling, uh, where a lot of problems need to be solved. It's not just about finding cats and dogs. It's really about, you know, <laughs> finding, you know, I have a tax problem. You know, right. go, go solve it for me. Right. That's it's popular and, to beat up on tax, cats and dogs nowadays. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, so I, I took, and then I really talked about, you know, where, where the fallacies of some of the current techniques may be and where we really need to go. Okay. So uh, what, in your perspective, is are some of those real enterprise problems? What are folks really trying to accomplish with this technology? So I think folks in, in in the enterprise, first of all, they really are trying to solve problems of um, 
large data in terms of, you know, I've got massive number of documents, uh, varying formats of documents, um, varying modalities of data as well. I could have audio data, I could have video data, I could have uh, data available in all kinds of different formats from PDFs to, uh, to docs to everything else, actually, that's available. Uh, including, you know, scan JPEG images mm-hmm. of, of uh, you know, documents and other things I may be scanning. Uh, go address it for me. And then to be able to have what I call conversational discovery. Mm. Um, I, I call that whole domain what, what I would say conversational discovery. Which means what? Uh, don't just discover things for me. And I talked about this in the, in the presentation I just gave as well. Um, cognition is not just about... I ask you a question and then you give me an answer. If you mm-hmm. knew the answer, you gave me an answer. That's called search, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, cognition is more about I ask you a question. You actually come back and say, oh, I've figured out five pieces of that puzzle. I don't know five pieces of the puzzle that I really need to answer that question. I'm going to summarize that in the form of a question back to you mm-hmm. and try to get the answer out of you so that you can guide me. This, that's mm-hmm. really what cognition is about. It's yeah. not about, you know, Okay, how many, you know, above what limit I need to pay what tax? Yeah, it's there in the document. It's really about, you know, finding the pieces of puzzle and posing it back to me in a way and getting a conversation, getting me engaged in a conversation so that you can get the answer back. That's what I call. So discovery is is an enterprise application. Mm -hmm. And then conversational discovery make it more consumerized, actually. Mm. So it's really about amalgamation of consumers and enterprises consumer Uh experience with enterprise problems interesting i like the way you put that conversational discovery i have been talking to people and asking people about what i call um intelligence uh intelligence design like how do we design experiences in light of artificial intelligence and one thing that strikes me is that it's uh, it needs to be at least very interdisciplinary. And so when you talk about uh, conversational discovery, it makes me think that we've uh, accomplished a lot in terms of how do we make uh, information and data discoverable interactively uh, in the business intelligence world, like ad hoc, you know, query mm-hmm. discovery, things like that. Are, are you are you at IBM or do you see any place people that are working to pull all these threads together to make conversational discovery possible? Yeah, so so we've got actually um, a, a application. Um, we have a whole bunch of actually um, sort of APIs available mm-hmm. uh, to, for developers to go and write their applications against. Discovery is one of the more fundamental APIs we have available. So okay. we, we classify our, our APIs into three categories. One is conversation-based, one is discovery-based, and the third one is what I call signal, actually, which is, you know, speech, text, da, 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 all, this, mm-hmm. uh, all this stuff, actually. Uh, and, and, and images is part of it as well. And, and yes, we see, we at, at Watson have been working very hard towards bringing all these together. Uh, conversation along with speech, along with discovery, mm-hmm. with reasoning, actually, as well. So it's not about just, you know, information retrieval. It's not right. information retrieval. It's about reasoning also, which is where conversational discovery with natural speech becomes very powerful. So That's exactly what we've been working towards. Um, we've got pieces of it already there out in okay. the marketplace. 
uh, like discovery is there in the marketplace and other things we are working towards as we bring more and more reasoning techniques into discovery and conversation on top of it. Reasoning is a very high-level concept. How do you make that more concrete for people? What actually are you doing uh, that you classify as reasoning? So I'll, 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 let, let, me, let me give an, uh, give an example of, of, uh, of reasoning, actually. So I mean, obviously for, for academic folks, there are three kinds of reasoning, abductive, inductive, and, you know, I'm not going to bore you with that, that uh-huh. nomenclature. But, but let's assume for the time being, actually, um, that that you're trying to um, fi- again. I, I I'm going to go go back to the example I gave. I got five pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Figuring out there are ten pieces of the puzzle itself is reasoning. Right. You ask me a question. Figuring out ten pieces of the pu- puzzle itself is reasoning. Mm-hmm. Figuring out I've got five of them figured out. That's another level of reasoning. Mm-hmm. And then combining the five unknowns into a, a summarization. And posing that question back is actually part of summarization, not necessarily reasoning. And then when you pose a question back to me, going and figuring out that those satisfy that five pieces or not, the answer mm-hmm. you gave back to me, that is reasoning as well, actually. Okay. Um, so and then there is obviously, you know, mathematical reasoning that we can have right. as well. So, uh, so as you... so. You're primarily delivering uh, Watson via APIs, presumably this reasoning uh, element as well. What does the API look like? You're not just have some corpus of data and say, okay, go reason and tell me back things. You're, are you directing it? Uh, what is, what's the Yeah, so reasoning experience? is really built as, as part of many of the APIs internally okay. itself. Um, so, for example, you know, discovery and, and, and knowledge graph as we move forward and uh, querying on knowledge graphs and reasoning on knowledge graphs as well mm-hmm. is delivered as, as part of the capability of discovery. Okay. So it's not that we are exposing reasoning in its abstract form. It's integrated as part of the APIs that we are delivering, uh, specifically in discovery, specifically in things like uh, compare and comply. I showed examples of obligations and controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's reasoning itself as well. Uh, figuring out what are my obligations may not be re- uh, be be reasoning. However, figuring out what obligations and what what controls map with each other is actually certainly form of reasoning as well. So these are all integrated together, and we are bringing it out as you know very consumable APIs, which underneath actually use many reasoning techniques as we move forward. Okay. And do you think uh, reasoning as a service is a is a worthwhile goal? Is that separate and distinct in your mind from uh, AGI uh, as it may be an intermediate step, even, or is that not really the the direction you're headed? So, so at least in terms of so certainly, and I'm going to take just a step back just for a minute, and 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 we we are working towards bringing out learning as a service. Actually. Mm-hmm. So whether it is deep learning or machine learning, Watson machine learning is already available actually on our mm-hmm. on our APIs. So learning as a service, and it's it's certainly I mean I could argue it's certainly we are watching the consumer behavior very very closely yeah. actually. However, um, it really will depend on. It's hard for me to see right now 
whether somebody will consume reasoning in abstraction. Uh-huh. It's very hard to figure out. Actually. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really hard for me to pinpoint that if that is, what will that be? Reason in abstraction. Right. So I, I would say currently, no. However, you know, th- this area is evolving very fast and we are keeping our mind open mm-hmm. with respect to if some things emerge, um, people, like, you know, people are actually, obviously we are working on... Uh, uh, data science uh, workbench as well that we are exposing and part of those algorithms we can expose reasoning algorithms we can expose too so mm-hmm. obviously for data scientists we can have capabilities which get exposed directly in terms of hey I want that reasoning algorithm and that reasoning algorithm but to me other than for for you know PhDs in this area it's hard for me to see how consumers actually Mm-hmm. Uh, and by consumers, I really mean enterprise consumers sure. as well, how they, they just abstractly consume reasoning. But again, it's it's a fast moving area. Mm-hmm. So. so if you were to, to um, lay out, you know, one, two, three general directions for the machine learning as a service APIs, you know, where are they headed? What should we expect to see from uh, those that you offer as well as the field as a whole? So so machine learning as a service uh, specifically. So many things that are available in the marketplace today is what I call AMIs actually. You know, you can go to Amazon or or Google and you can download something and, you know, you can spin up a VM and go install it and play to your heart's content. However, to me, where things are really headed is you bring me your data. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me whether you want to choose Cafe or TensorFlow or, sure. you know, bring me your data. By the way, data is gold. Right. In this area, right. data is gold. If I gave you my data, I gave you my life effectively. Mm-hmm. And I've given you my life already. You guide me regarding, don't ask me what neural network you want. I don't know the head and tail of neural network mm-hmm. as a consumer. Neither do I want to know. I run my business. Don't ask me what kind of neural network would you like. You Would you like two GPUs or four GPUs? Mm-hmm. Say, what do I care? Go, right. go figure it out. And so it really is heading for what I would call machine learning for machine learning. Mm-hmm. Go figure out on top of machine learning an entire layer which is smart enough, which takes data right. and then, you know, Figures everything out and gives me that insight back. That's mm-hmm. where things are heading. Don't ask me, do you want to use logistic regression or naive Bayes? Right. Do I care, really? Right. I'll say, huh? What did you ask me? Right. So that's where things are heading, which is more on AI for AI or machine learning for machine learning. Because the, the, you know, the lower layer can get complex, actually. And mm-hmm. you should not be exposing that to the to the end consumers, obviously there is, you know, a narrow percentage of people, let's say 5% or so, who are PhDs in deep, in either deep learning or data science area, who do want to actually tinker with that. But majority of the people, um, they really don't want to, they want to actually give you the data and really get insights out of it. You need to make it seamless for them. You don't even need to tell them, you know, I've got GPUs. Yeah, so if it helps them, go use it. If it doesn't, don't use it actually. Are you getting any pushback, in fact, uh, from people who don't want to give you the data? Actually, certainly, as I as I described, we've got three levels of of data sources. Actually, I would mm-hmm. say, and where we are enriching that data and deriving insights out of that public domain, private, mm-hmm. and we seamlessly sort of weave across that. 
public being I already talked about, which is, you know, Wikipedia kind of data, domain being you are in finance industry or insurance industry, you got knowledge base for that. And then private is your data, uh, which we don't share with anybody, neither do we share the insights of that with anybody as well. And uh, as we explain, in fact, one of our strengths at IBM Watson is really are, are specifically this clarity on data we will not use your data specifically to go and benefit others. Uh, your data is your data. You hold the insights for that. And, uh, and our CEO and, and uh, David Kenny, who is the, the senior VP of Watson, has been very explicit in saying this. Mm-hmm. So I would say one of our, our differentiators, actually, at, at Watson is specifically the clarity of the data policy okay. and specifically the, the we, weaving across this seamlessly with Watson. Okay, so. great. Uh, so to wrap things up, do you have maybe three takeaways from your presentation that you uh, would like to leave folks with? Or was, was there, were there any um, calls to action that you laid out? So I, I would really say, you know, first of all, these are really interesting times. The you know, AI has made tremendous progress in in last you know, decade or so, more recently in the last five years. And, and businesses are hungry for how to really consume this, this wave of, of breakthroughs that we've been actually getting. Um, the, the problem is really not about, uh, obviously, being able to search, but be able to reason over the data as well, build models, and make it easy to consume, actually. And to get to the next level of cognition, which I call, actually, conversational discovery. Right with with reasoning or interaction with insight there are many names of it but really i think from a, it it's very interesting times for business businesses because at the lower layers the complexity is quite large you need to be able to to abstract that complexity from the users and be able to give them insights they are giving you the data and and that's all they need to give you. You should actually, you know, really insulate this from them mm-hmm. and be able to give them the the benefit of of conversational discovery as we move forward. So great. Well, great. Thank you very much for being on the show. It was uh, great to meet you and um, to get your perspectives on these things. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. Once again, thanks so much for listening and for your continued support. Don't forget to share your favorite quote from this show via the show notes page, Twitter, or our Facebook page. If you do, we'll be happy to send you one of our great laptop stickers. The notes for today's show will be up on twimlai.com slash talk slash 21, where you'll find links to Rashir and the various resources we mentioned. And finally, please be sure to check out the Future of Data Summit. The updated agenda is posted at twimlai.com slash futureofdata, and you can visit twimlai.com slash interop for more information about registering. Thanks so much for listening, and catch you next time.